Gosh, have you seen uh have you seen Guppy? Guppy? Shopamaniacs, you're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show podcast, all about front end web design development. I'm Dave. Um, get Fields Rupert, and with me is Chris, custom <laughs> content type queer. How's it going, Chris? <laughs> Fantastic, Dave. Your mind works in beautiful ways. Ah, uh, barely works, barely works. But hey, Chris, what do we got going on today? I see somebody in the studio who's not. Um, in this country, how's that? <laughs> sure. Well, w- let's just get to it. That we have, uh, uh, Mister Elliot Condon. Hey, Elliot. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, a super special guest here on the show this week. Um, Elliot is. I guess. I guess. Tell us about yourself a little bit. We this came about through a a tweet of yours about a month ago that just says like, "Hi, I wouldn't mind you know being on more podcasts." And somebody kind of. CC'd us on it, and I was like, "That sounds like a dang fabulous idea." So I reached out, and and here we are. So, who are you? What do you do, Elliot? Hey, I'm glad you did reach out. Um, I'm Elliot, a web developer from down in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I work on a WordPress plugin called Advanced Custom Fields, and uh, yeah, I I tweeted uh, maybe three weeks ago um, that yeah, I should start talking about this uh, this work I'm doing. Well, it's been a lot of years. I think. I think. A, I don't know. Pretty much any WordPress developer worth their salt, I'd say, has at least heard of Advanced Custom Fields or is a big time user of it, just because of how it's just kind of a big deal in WordPress land. I guess you would say. So, if if you're not in WordPress land, maybe you haven't heard of it, but you're gonna get acquainted right now. So, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems kind of like the case. So, Advanced Custom Fields is like your full time, all the time work, and has been for a, a while, hasn't it? Seriously, full-time, all the time. Um, I think going back, I'm trying to find the first commit, which I think from memory is back in 2011 or 2012. <laughs> I did this on uh, somebody else's repo the other day, and there's no there's no way to jump to the first commit in GitHub, and I just was like, paginate, 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 paginate. <laughs> what, when um, was it, the first commit, 2012? Do you know what? I'm looking, and because uh, you've got to use SVN instead of Git, um, oh, you do for, still for the WordPress. I mean, I I use Git personally, um, right. but the, I'm looking for version one, and this is through SVN. And unfortunately, it's just telling me, oh no, yeah, 2011. There we go, 28th 11. of March, 2011 at 1:23 p.m. That's when it all started. That's right. <laughs> I do. Anytime I ever use SVN is is for that too, because you know I have just a couple of like do nothing WordPress plugins, and everyone you're like, oh yeah, I got to spin up. That weird app I use to deal with SVN, whatever. I don't even remember what it's called. Leafs or paid trees or something. I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, cool. So what is it? What does it do? What is ATF? <laughs> yeah, good question. Hey, um, I mean, I've been doing this for, what, seven years, and I still can't get an elevator pitch for what ACF is. Oh, tell um, me about it. I can, I can get you. I got you. Can if, I if you got me, you, contribute? You go for it. I'm going to, yeah. Thank you. Advanced custom fields. Uh Saved WordPress. Is that too much of an overstatement? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> in, that, cool. in that, 
I mean, all that I I would maybe you can tell me how uh, ACF is built, but it was it's it's essentially like a easy way to write custom fields, which you could do in in WordPress, but it took a lot of effort and you had to like write your own UI for it and like dump it in some, you know, post type or, or, you know, I would like make a screen in settings and people would configure things there. And it was really awful. Um, but then advanced custom fields came around and kind of made it really easy to build out like little blocks, module blocks, like in a post or in a page or, or anything really. In, in my I think selling, I made a, no, I, that's, uh, so I, I remember doing a, a post or a screencast or something many years ago saying like, what's the best CMS in the world? And there's, and it was just like kind of a setup, but it was, it was the idea was, is it's, it's basically any CMS that has been designed to perfectly deal with the content it's serving. So the idea being like, you know, does it have the right fields for the right data you have? So T- let's take shoptalkshow.com as an example because this it really wasn't so long ago when we made a big transition into doing things this way. But a podcast is not just a title and a description. A podcast is a title, uh, maybe a number of an episode, show notes for the thing, uh, but then also a transcription of the podcast if you have one, and then one or many guests, and then one or many sponsors, and then an MP3 attachment and a duration and a tags. And like, there's all this stuff that goes with a podcast. But you can imagine, okay, now not a podcast. Now let's think of like a movie or whatever, which has a director and a poster and it has all these special things. There's so many people out there that are building sites that have content that's specialized like that, that isn't just a title and some content, that has a bunch of metadata attached to it. And I, you know, on CSS Tricks, before I knew about or or ever tried something like advanced custom fields, I literally just used CF or whatever. I just used custom fields, which is a native built-in feature of WordPress that's as rudimentary as can be, but it's kind of cool that it exists. So, so on every kind of like native, like a native install of WordPress or whatever, at the bottom of a poster page, there's just this arbitrary like key value pair thing. I can just type in a key and type in a value that's like a string essentially. Uh, and it just goes with the post. And I used the crap out of it. I would use it for all sorts of stuff. And, and un, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that stuff still kind of exists on CSS Tricks, although we've tried to clean it up a bit. That's kind of unfortunate. Like, what a bad UI that is. Just a key value pair attached to it. So then along comes ACF, and it's like, you don't live in key value string land, you know? We, we'll, we'll allow you to customize that entry page and be like, you want a date field? Here you go. You want a color picker here you go. I don't even know if that's one of the things but I imagine it is do you want a you know a, a markdown field here's that you know all these like like you can customize that content entry page to be reflective of any sort of like interesting data okay that was quite the sales pitch but <laughs> everyone's left the eleva- elevator by now yeah yeah um, there's but- that's too slow for elevator but that is that is exactly it. it. It's customizing the edit page to reflect the actual content that's happening. And I think maybe that's a good way to sum it up is that ACF is almost like a form builder, like a contact form builder. But it's not for contact forms. It's for WordPress edit pages. 
it's the same deal. You know, you can you can that's throw pretty in good. Tech. That's elevator yeah. strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way to because we all kind of we've all played at some point with some kind of uh, yeah email contact form builder, and you drag in the the text field and a, a text area here and an email there. It's a similar type of thing, but I mean, we've got maybe some more uh, content rich type of fields like images, galleries. Um, yeah, color picker is definitely there. Uh, dates and, and kind of everything else in between. Um, sure. Yeah, so it it is all about tailoring the edit page, um, which, I mean, it's kind of such a hot topic at the moment, tailoring the back end to the front end and kind of, I mean, ACF is in no way trying to be some kind of page builder. It never has been. It actually thrives on the fact that the back end is separated from the front end. It's actually, I think, one of the best things about WordPress. Not that I'm against the customizer or or the upcoming Gutenberg or, or the front-end page builders, but I actually really appreciate that kind of older style of building websites where the back-end is separated um, and you use uh, good coding and templating skills to kind of render all that content into something super unique. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. And I'm sure there's people f- from other CMS land out there. That's worth. It's, that's worth nodding to. You know, like we mm-hmm. mentioned, craft a good bit here. Craft CMS is that. This is just how it works. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. WordPress plus ACF is is a little bit. I don't. I don't know that much about craft, so I should probably shut up a little bit. But like, there's plenty of CMSs out there that kind of agree with you. And that's the whole premise of the whole CMS. <laughs> so it's right. But right. this brings that to WordPress, which is important because WordPress is big. Some people are just comfortable in WordPress. WordPress has lots of other powerful, interesting things going for it. So, well, when I was starting work on ACF, um, I was working at an agency and doing freelance stuff. And so there was a real need for this. Um, you know, the the work, the client work existed that was unique design and unique content. And WordPress does everything else so well, you know, the fact that it creates posts and permalinks and it has a back end that you can log into and edit and you can customize the templating. So like everything about WordPress is so amazing. And it was just lacking this one area for me to, uh, to really pump out uh, quality and professional websites. So um, it was just driven, I think, by necessity. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we have a bunch of questions that other people pose that would be interesting to get to at some point. Dave, I wonder if you're thinking about anything in your in your brain well, right now. You know, uh, I mean, I probably have tons of questions. Like, um, just was it was it just you working on it? Did people help? Like, you know, join in? And this has been such kind of like an integral part of how you make WordPress sites. Uh, I mean. Like, did you just get dogpiled by like wants and requests or did you kind of already know what it had, like the feature set you were kind of going for? Yeah, like yes to everything. So it's just been me working on this project. Um, I can't take 100% of the credit because so many great feature requests come in. People have submitted, um, you know, pull requests with uh, improvements, stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, for the majority, it's just me here working on it and yeah i get slammed with with uh with feature requests and ideas and and support um that's definitely my bottleneck at the moment something that i really need to um to look into um but but yeah it's i could imagine like you know i don't know i want to upload pdfs i need a pdf reader in the browser can you give me that and you're like no yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's definitely i mean 
I, I, yeah, when someone comes up with an idea or someone sends a pull request, they're kind of thinking uh, unintentionally quite small scale. They're thinking about their project and how it benefits them. And they think it's also going to help a lot of other people, which it probably will. But when I'm looking at features for ACF, I'm kind of thinking of the millions of people that are using it. And if this feature doesn't get used by at least half of those people, then it it just doesn't feel like it needs to fit. So with that kind of mentality, ACF has stayed pretty slim. Um, I haven't bloated it with too many um, unique field types or unique features. Um, and because it's so easy to extend, I mean, it, there's always the option for people to create their own field types or create their own uh, kind of extensions onto that. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? I feel like I've seen that, which is like some plugin that has ACF as a dependency and it adds some extra field to it that didn't, yeah. Yeah, which I love. And and that is such a, a great idea behind WordPress as well. You know, the fact that my favorite thing about WordPress, which is completely off topic, but who cares, is um, their, uh, the way they introduce actions and filters um, throughout the core code is the smartest thing that I think I've ever come across with code. And it's so simple. It's maybe the actions and filters library is quite small. It's so powerful because allowing people to customize and extend so much functionality um, mm-hmm. is great. It's just this core concept behind WordPress. And I've tried to uh, and I'm getting better at it. I haven't always been good at this. I'm getting better at allowing the kind of modules within ACF to be extended. Let's see. There's so there's so many there's so many good things. We've covered what it does. We covered why you'd probably use it, and it's it's probably I don't know. I might I might lob out to the world that if you're not using it, you might you might consider it. You might look at it and be like, you're. I would suspect if you're running a completely stock WordPress install and you're using any sort of like, you think of your site as not a blog, but as more of a full site kind of thing, that if you aren't using some kind of custom field solution, it's probably a little bit of a disservice. I remember part of the like the message for like many years in WordPress land was WordPress isn't just for blogs. Like they really tried to drive that home. and that, But then kind of like didn't do a heck of a lot about it. I guess they shipped... Post types is kind of like not a blog kind of feature. Yeah, different. It's like a Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we have quotes. That's a new type. Yeah. But so it seems, I guess one of the, one of the like fun drama questions would be like, did they ever try to buy you? Are you interested in being bought? Like, isn't, shouldn't this just be part of WordPress? How does that, how is this not just part of WordPress? I think it should be part of WordPress, uh, for sure. No one's offered me, no one's come to me in, in that kind of angle. Never, ever? Oh, that's... Never, never. haven't had that email, or maybe it, it got lost. Get on the, uh, get on the uh, buyout ACF. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I, I don't think... ACF is my baby, and I would hold on to that thing until the last second. Good. I, um, that's what your people want, too. I can tell from Twitter. I love this project. Um I actually can't imagine myself doing anything else. I, I don't know what I'll do after this. Um, just because working on, yeah, I've just got such a love and passion now for user interface and user experience. And I never had any interest in that uh, previously. And now it's everything to me. And not even just the visual side, it's the, the back end side, the actual code as well. Um, so ACF is like a bit of a training ground for me where I get to, you know, constantly up my skills, try new things, progress. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Good fun. 
There's there. I'm, I bet there is. It's, it's nice that you say that you feel like you've kept it lean and that you're, you're that, that's good because there's so many possible ways in the many years you've been working on this that you could have introduced some like really bummer technical debt and hurt yourself probably. Uh, so is that, but there, is there any of that? Have you had like a moment where you're just like, Oh man, I wish this thing wasn't in there. Can you clean that stuff up over time? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I mean, that is the big struggle with working on a project for six years. And I guess it, on top of that, working on a project that's used by so many people, you can't just up and change everything when you, you know, <laughs> figure out something new, you've got compatibility. So there is definitely code that oh, is yeah. Tell you that know, adding, regular. yeah, it's adding compatibility uh, for years and years and years ago for settings that previously existed um, stuff like that. And yeah, it's frustrating. The good thing is though that PHP is so fast now that, you know, it makes zero difference, you know, running a couple extra filters, uh, you know, checking for an array key, if it exists, that kind of stuff. Um, that stuff happens light and fast. So it, there's no real performance hit, but it, it does get to me, you know, from an OCD point of view, you know, you try to compartmentalize and you try to put it in a file called compatibility.php and, you try to kind of hide it away and you don't look at it too often and you forget it's there. Uh, but it is there. Um, uh, like how do you test that? Do you have like a, a copy of th- WordPress 3.1 laying around and you just kind of kick, kick the old monster machine and it barfs up smoke. <laughs> and you- I don't usually go back like that far. Um, when I'm developing ACF, I'll, I'll develop in the latest stable version of WordPress with the latest browsers the code that I write is not really dependent on new PHP technologies. So that's kind of one thing I've always played it safe, similar to how WordPress codes as well. They actually play it quite safe with the functions they use. It's very compatible across all the different PHP versions. And I think I've just adopted that by kind of reading through the the WordPress core code. So that's been one big help. I haven't really had to to uh, spin up different types of servers. It's just compatible because that code is regularly used. Right. Well, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure you kind of exist in the WordPress like abstraction, right? You, you, or, or you're just writing old PHP, nothing, not new fancy PHP, but yeah. And regular it's PHP. totally within this whole WordPress bubble, you know, everything's hooked into WordPress actions that exist. And, you know, the same thing with compatibility, WordPress can't just, really get up one day and remove an action that's integral to um, to everything running. So it's a pretty safe world to work in. Yeah, most of the changes or most of the frustrations that come are from older or older versus newer uh, WordPress versions where maybe they've changed some changed some JavaScript logic, especially maybe more around like the the media uh, pop-up modal. Um, that's probably where mm. more of the issues stem from just because that's such a complex, uh, module. Um, but most of the time, do you know what? It's, it's actually just super stable. The bug reports that I get are very niche. They're, um, they're, they're very particular and they usually only affect a few people that, and it's usually to do with compatibility between other plugins more than with WordPress itself. Yeah, and it's probably not very. It's not. It's not the. It's not themes that you deal with, right? It's kind of like you're on your own with themes, right? You're true. The bugs you get are are admin related, right? That's the world that they're admin related. They're they're plugin conflicts with other things, which makes them really frustrating and time consuming to debug, uh, but also super satisfying when you do figure it out. Um, 
And if it can be fixed, that's great. If not, at least there's a reason why. Uh, I, that's probably my bad. I my replace all inputs with exploding canvases um, <laughs> plugin Ooh. that I have. Yeah, that's, yeah. that hurts Whoops. a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's just that, you know, I wanted the particle physics on the uh, input, and <laughs> I apologize. So. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Rollbar. One of the most frustrating things we all deal with in our day-to-day development lives is dealing with errors, you know? Like, we don't want to be relying on our users to be reporting errors to us or searching through log files to try to debug issues. Such a waste of time. Time that could have been spent coding. With Rollbar, you instantly know what's broken and why. So Rollbar detects when code breaks in real time and provides a full stack trace and diagnostic data to help you defeat these impactful errors. You can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow pretty easily. You can have er- errors be sent to, you know, your HipChat or Slack or whatever, or create new issues in Jira or Pivotal Tracker or Trello or whatever. Uh, you can you can add the, the Rollbar JavaScript SDK super easily into an app. It's just a few lines of code. Some JavaScript you need to add to your thing. Here's a, you know, speaking of JavaScript, for you JavaScript nerds, here's a couple of cool features. One, it has source map support. So if, you know, even if you're shipping like super minified code, it will look at your source map and still give you a stack trace through your JavaScript to the place the error actually happened. Super useful. And telemetry. JavaScript telemetry gives a timeline of browser events leading up to an error. So it's like a black box recorder for when your web app crashes. Go to rollbar.com slash shop talk show. Get the bootstrap plan for free. So it's used by, you know, Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, all kinds of give Rollbar a try for free. That's rollbar.com slash shop talk. The entrepreneurial angle of this is interesting, of course, as well. This is your job, so so it's freemium in a way, uh, or quite literally, right? You you give away a version of it that probably ninety some percentage of people probably use because that's how freemium always works. And then you sell a pro version, right? Hundred percent. Yep. It's. Uh, I really like that setup. The freemium's good. Uh, I mean, ACF started off as just a free plugin. It was never meant to have any professional side to it. Um, but when that came about, I mean, that was just an amazing opportunity that I never saw coming. And uh, I've really enjoyed it ever since. But that model, yeah, really makes sense to me. Uh, it gives people the opportunity to almost try before they buy. And I think that gets you a lot of uh, comfort. It gives the customer a lot of confidence and uh, into well, then buying the, the product if they want later on. Uh, I'm always jealous of, of companies that mm. pick like the perfect pro feature. So it's like this great product and you how and you could never complain about it because it's like, holy cow, this thing's amazing. And then the, the upgrade trigger is like the perfect thing. So even when I think of craft and these the craft team that works here in this office with me, they th- with craft three, it's just like it's just you get all of craft for free. And then the second you need um, users, I think, in your CMS, like the like you know, like you could see not needing that for some site, but very commonly you could need different users. That's the that's the the pro trigger. And and on ACF, I would you know I think you have five things or something that that's pro, but the, I would think that the the clutch one is that is the repeater, 
the one, you know, like, which is the reason we have pro on shop talk shows because we have, sometimes we have one guest. And so we have guests set up as a custom field that has like, what's their name? What's their Twitter? What's their bio? Had an up at a, at a, uh, image uploader thing for their avatar. Uh, but sometimes there's two guests or sometimes there's three guests so that you, you just need the repeater for that, for that to, to, to work in a nice way. Uh, which is the perfect upgrade trigger. The repeater field for sure was kind of that very defining moment. And that's what led to the professional version uh, when I first created that. Um, and it is just that uh, it's a really special field that the beauty of it is it's quite simple um, in its sense because it actually just reuses and makes use of all the other existing components. You just repeat the other fields, but the way that it does it, uh, it is complex and there's obviously a lot of functionality and code going on. But uh, the fact that it reuses everything, that's that's what I think makes it special and kind of opens it to endless possibilities. Nice, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, there's so many WordPress things that, that hit this mark so nicely, I think. There's, you know, there's Jetpack, who's, who's sponsored and... Um, it's like you get a bunch of free functionality and then like some really clutch ones like real-time backups, then you pay for it, you know, or WooCommerce that's free and it has a ton of functionality. But if you need, you know, this perfect little payment gateway kind of thing, or then there's just a little paid plugin that you add. And it's like, nice, well done, nice upgrade trigger. I'm jealous. <laughs> WP, DB, Migrate Pro, yeah. Gravity Forms, they kind of like fixed a lot of the... Uh... Yeah, I guess UX of, of making complex things. So. My question: So I've been out of the WordPress game for a little bit, um, as Shop Talk listeners may know. I, I, I'm, I have a Java app I'm working on. What a world I've chosen for myself! <laughs> but um, uh, I, we were talking about kind of before the show, like, like I'd be curious to get the perspective of like what's a modern. WordPress setup. I mean, for me, it's very much like, oh, I download it um, and then I put it on DreamHost and then I <laughs> write directly uh, via FTP, like in Coda or something. I, I'm just curious, like, what's like, what are the pros doing? I know there's like a fat phase where everyone was doing like, um, you know, Genesis spinoff themes and all that, but I'm, I'm just curious, like, what you're kind of uh, lay of the land is for professional WordPress development. Yeah. So I haven't worked in an agency, I think for about five years, but before that I was working in, uh, done two agencies on freelance uh, web development design for maybe five years. In that time, I didn't see a lot of change. I know that a lot has changed in the last few years, but as far as I'm aware, uh, websites still designed and built in a very similar fashion, at least in the agency world, where you actually do still have a web designer. They're obviously not on the other side of the room with the print designers where they're used to. It's a lot more uh, conducive and uh, collaborative with the developers. But uh, websites are designed. Clients go through a design process. Uh, they sign off. If you go to the extent of wireframing, that is an option, but maybe we're kind of slightly past that and more into a uh, quick uh, kind of sketch slash browser mock-up type thing. But eventually this design does get approved and then it needs to be built. And so these designs are not simple. Do you know, they are, when they're designed, it's for the client, it's for the content, it's not for the CMS at all. But 
if your agency uses WordPress, well, then you're just going to use WordPress because you're not going to invest the time into trying out a new CMS for a new client. There's too much risk there. WordPress is a kind of uh, guaranteed success because you know that at the end of the day, you really can make it do anything. So uh, the developer sits down. Uh, they've got their Photoshop design or their Sketch now design. Um, and they go to work building the HTML. Maybe there's a stage where it's just the HTML is written up as kind of static, and then that is cut away and, uh, and created into the individual WordPress theme templates. You install something like ACF, and then you uh, start replacing all that static content, you know, that, that, the images in the hero slider, the call out text, the call to action, the links, you start replacing all of those static uh, text content uh, media with custom fields. And then you jump into the back end of WordPress, you create the pages, you insert your data into there, you reload the front end and it's all spit out exactly perfect, but now your client can log into the back end, safely edit everything away from the front end, and your code is 100% secure. You know that 100% of the time, it's going to work just the way you want it. And uh, that is, as far as I'm aware, how websites are still made. It's kind of a tried and tested method. Um, I know that now page builders are so good that I know some agencies and even freelancers have adopted that method of using a page builder. I'm not convinced that's a good option for a client who is not a web developer because page builders are complicated and have far too many settings. Uh, what you want to do is remove your client from editing settings as much as possible. You want them to focus on content and that is it. You don't want them to touch anything that could affect the design or style uh, unless uh, that was part of the brief. So uh, yeah, I think, I think we're still in that kind of old school style of design through development using WordPress as honestly just a, um, a portal to create pages, create posts, custom post types, uh, insert the data. But it's really ACF is, is allowing all that data to come out uh, through the template code. Well, it's kind of like, you know, maybe early days I was, you know, I have screencasts that are like, how to set up MAMP with WordPress and stuff. I imagine there's still plenty of MAMP stuff going on. But then there, but then at some point I was like, you know what, I'm going to like modernize. I'm going to pull the Docker container for WordPress and just spin my stuff up, up that way. And that was okay. And then I was like, uh, I got the hold of this local by flywheel app and I was just like, oh, this is so nice. I'm going to go back to that because it's, it's just like one click, add a little local thing. That's a Mac only app though. So Dave, you'd probably be happier in 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 Docker land maybe, but I, I don't know. So so that's, is that like, what's like the hippest local way to spin up WordPress these days? Is it still like yeah. map stuff or... <laughs> Okay, so you are asking the wrong person now. I am seriously uncool dad when it comes to You just have local PHP development. just locally installed on your MAMP? <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I've got MAMP. I've got Local by Flywheel because I love that app. I think what they yeah. did with that is I've, I'm a sucker for UI. Uh, yeah. I don't care what it's for, um, especially, you know, things like uh, things like Git. I use a an app called Tower. I think it's the most beautiful yeah, I like app. Tower too. I just love having a UI for command-based stuff or for functionality-based. And so Local by Flywheel is a great uh, example of that. That can spin up WordPress so quickly. But I think 
Um, a lot of agents, so when I got out of the agency world and went full-time on ACF is exactly at the same time as when local development started to change and we started using um, uh, dependencies and we started using all these new kind of command line tools. So I'm, I'm completely, that you're going to have to ask someone who is actually a, <laughs> sure. actually a developer to answer that problem. But I think there's still a good percentage of people that, yeah, spin up a, a install on local by Flywheel. Uh, Gosh, have you seen... Uh... Have you seen Guppy? Uh, no, Guppy no. It's pretty sweet. It has, it has, Guppy? It has nothing to do with, with WordPress, but we're, while we're talking about like super hot, like new uh, UI tools for development stuff, just Guppy. It's like a, it's like a, a React dev environment that just looks so sweet. Um, Guppy dot what? What's, what's my just Guppy, a, uh, just no. with a Y, B. Guppy Y. Uh, anyway, that's a total derailment here. But what about like WP CLI stuff? That's pretty hip too, isn't it? Would you is does ACF have any WP CLI stuff, or is that kind of beside the point? Not really related. It's it's super hip. It's totally related. And again, I'm I'm that out of touch dad that <laughs> doesn't know how it works, and you know has to get you know the kid yeah. to figure it out. Um, <laughs> so no, you don't offer your own commands for it or anything. I'm not even sure what it would do, but no. So it's definitely something on the roadmap that's been asked for. It's quite a. It's a really interesting. Um, actually, this is a great topic because uh, WP Migrate Pro, I think, came up with a great solution that was with uh, the command line deployments for uh, setting up, you know, your WordPress install and your dependencies for your plugins. That all works great when the repositories are publicly accessible. So when you're working with free plugins and free WordPress uh, repo, that's easy because you've got access to that zip file. It just downloads it straight away. The problem is when you start working with private repositories, and I know that there are people working on uh, actual solutions for this, of having a, a private repository that's kind of a paid-for type solution. Um, and Delicious Brains came up with a great idea where they – because we all kind of have a license key, right? And that unlocks updates and allows you to download. But you don't want people to enter your license key into some config file that gets synced. And then your license key has gone public and someone, some developer that works for you takes it and uses it. So uh, Delicious Brains actually came up with a solution where they can generate a uh, just an API token or an API key on the fly. And you can just use that one, that one key um, uh, to use in the URL to as your kind of dependency uh, link mm. for that plugin. I thought that was really neat because then you can kind of uh, you can add and remove these tokens whenever you want. Uh, they wrote up a really good blog post about it. I would highly encourage people to read it because it's a super smart solution to a really simple but uh, complicated problem. Um, but anyway, to get back to the original question, uh, I don't use it. A lot of my we're friends just trying do. to we're trying to describe the hippest possible way to work with WordPress for Dave here, and so far it's probably for you <laughs> to spin up a Docker with your WordPress in it, yeah. and then do all your WordPressing through the WPCLI, and then and then deployment we haven't figured out yet, but WPCLI can do some deployment, right? Otherwise, you do, and you would definitely host it on like some fancy AWS thing or like some some Zite Now thing with like horizontal scaling, right? This is what you want, Dave, right? The hippest. Yeah. Well, well how do I do that? I, I just, <laughs> I see this command WP transient delete. I'm just going to type that. <laughs> Good. See what happens. 
don't even know it. Didn't even know WordPress had trans. Every host in the world so. has some kind of WordPress solution because it'd be kind of dumb if they didn't, right? If they, we we got you, WordPress. We'll do it. The deployment solution I've been using for a long time is um, an online Git repository called Beanstalk. And yeah. so very similar to GitHub, GitLab. It's just a Git repository, but it has a deployment uh, functionality in there where it just transfers files uh, via FTP. Super simple. Um, I guess not just yeah, by That's it. how Shop all the, Talk all the other deployed. ones well. Old Beanstalk, old reliable. It's, it's beautiful Great. because we just, you know, Git is so fast. That's the that's the one thing I love about the way that Git, Git pushes it. It just zips everything up or compiles it up and into one file and just uploads it. And mm-hmm. instead of, you know, via FTP back in the day when we would update something, you, you were just waiting for every single file to upload one by one. Uh, file 41 of 439 yeah. had a problem. Yeah, do, do it all again. <laughs> Um, oh, Dave, the last commit to WordPress was eight months ago. Woo. Hey, it's not a highly it's accurate. good though. It's good. We're stable. Just like, yeah, we're stable. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just poked into our beanstalk to check it out, but I like beanstalk. I always have. It's just, you give it, you give it your, you know, SFTP stuff and it gives you a, a repo. But I guess the, I guess one thing that everybody always kind of wishes it had, and I think they have like a sister company that does this is that. Unfortunately, like I guess I'll just say, unfortunately, with Beanstalk, they're your Git repo, and like who wants their Git repo to to not be on GitLab or GitHub or something more? I don't know. Like I yeah, guess if yeah. you just use, if you absolutely don't need it for anything else, I guess it's who really cares where your Git repo is. And for Shop Talk Show, that's true. But I guess for Shop Talk Show, it'd be kind of nice if we could just throw our repo on GitHub. That way, if there's some bug with it, somebody would just fix it for us, you know? Ooh, uh, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Also, also uh, juvenile vandalism. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you by WooCommerce. That's WooCommerce.com. It's an e-commerce plugin for WordPress, if you haven't heard of it. It's massive, though. It's It first you know, was launched in 2011. I remember this back then. It was a very cool plugin, totally bootstrapped uh, uh, and ran independently for a long time. And then in 2015, they were just kicking so much butt with this e-commerce plus WordPress thing that Automatic snatched them up. So now it's one of kind of Automatic's uh, uh, official plugins that brings e-commerce to WordPress, and it does it in such an awesome way. Uh, uh, so many e-commerce shops run this way. There's 4 million active installations of WooCommerce. They have a huge, fully distributed team of 110 supporting this. So it's so great. I mean, I've used it a number of times. For example, even right now, we have a store open on, on over on CodePen. And, and we just, the speed of this is, is kind of key. You know, you just install the WooCommerce plugin, you make a new product. It's kind of like, you, like you'd make a new post or page and, and upload a photo of it and set a price for it and install the Stripe plugin so that we can uh, accept credit cards through Stripe, which is how we operate at CodePen. Set a price for it, set some inventory levels and all this. And it integrates with uh, um, the shipping stuff at the t-shirt company that we work with. So we don't even have to deal with distribution because it works, you know, charges the table rate shipping and all the stuff that it needs to do. That's the beauty of it. It takes about two seconds to set up and start selling something, even with payment integration. But because it's so big and so popular, there's so many other things that integrate with it. You know, people are like, what do you sell through WooCommerce? They're like, oh yeah, great. Yeah, of course we work with that, you know? 
uh, super extensible. So I don't know, there's just a million plugins that go with it. Anyway, I just find it to be, especially if you have a WordPress site already, but even if you don't, to be a wonderful e-commerce solution that has all the power and customizable ability that you'd ever want uh, while being uh, super easy and super fast to get started with. So love WooCommerce. Check it out if you never have. <laughs> we have, we, we're, we're over halfway through the show. we got to do the Gutenberg thing because everybody in their sister wants to know about what the heck is is Gutenberg going to do. We've, if you have no idea what we're talking about, we've we've had Gutenberg devs on the show. We've done follow-up on Gutenberg. It tends to come up a lot because it's, the WordPress world is, I think, a little uh, infatuated with what's going to happen. Gutenberg is a new post-editor experience thing in WordPress. It has not shipped yet, but you can plug in it if you want to play with it and... Uh, I don't know what to say. I think that the big concern early on was there's no there's no custom field experience at all. Even the native ones, there's no like meta box experience on a site with Gutenberg on it. So so many people are like, "What? I can't possibly use this." All I, all of my plugins have some kind of meta box something that they do, and this just makes them all disappear. It would certainly make your ACF stuff disappear. Is that still true? Uh, I mean, no, it's not true. ACF stuff won't disappear. But in other ways, it kind of is true because where is where are the custom fields? Where where they put the meta boxes? Do you are you going to slap them in there somehow? Just force your plugin to alter the UI to jam them in? Yeah. There so uh, going back a while ago, uh, so they released Gutenberg. It didn't have support for meta boxes, and that's when people started to freak out a little bit because. We all need them. We've all got plugins that use them. We've all customized our websites. Um, and so they did, they have released uh, a kind of uh, a patch, I guess, to allow uh, Metabox functionality back in. I'm not stoked with it. I think that they could do a lot better of a job. And I really hope that they do focus on this before they release 5.0 complete. Um, because the way they're doing it is they're kind of just injecting that PHP meta box into the JavaScript uh, app. And then when you save the page, they're just kind of serializing all that, all that data and saving it via Ajax, which is technically fine, but it feels very uh, disassociated from the edit page now. It really feels like they're just adding compatibility with it, like it's a deprecated functionality um it's not deprecated though custom fields you know metadata is is so crucial to wordpress for its success as well but also for its functionality i mean even core parts of wordpress itself rely on metadata uh, take for example the kind of post thumbnail that's saved as metadata um so it's not like it's not like that in some ways, it feels like they're trying to hide custom fields or or say custom fields aren't needed because Gutenberg will be able to do everything. But custom fields really are needed. And I see custom fields, uh, that functionality is quite separate to what Gutenberg uh, is, is being designed to deliver. I think the two need to live side by side. And I wish from the start that they'd put a lot more effort uh, or, or kind of design thought into you know how custom fields uh, really sit alongside content, um, but it seems like it, it's unfortunately been a little bit of an afterthought. 
the way it's been implemented, which I hope uh, can be done a little bit better in the future. But uh, things won't disappear. Things will keep working. ACF will keep working. It may not look as nice as it did before, uh, but we're working on stuff. I mean, uh, on the other hand, so like that's just the, uh, if, if we weren't to update ACF at all and we were just to allow people to update, um, that's kind of how it would happen right now. But I suspect a lot of customers are just going to turn it off. Like they'll upgrade to 5.0, but then they'll just turn off Gutenberg because they don't need it or whatever. I, uh, I do and I don't because uh, to turn it off, you have to install another plugin. And I think that's a huge turnoff. To opt out of something is, is a real, uh, I think, turnoff. And people would rather not have to do that. People would rather use the, the complete experience from WordPress because that's that's the CMS they've chosen to use. They don't want to kind of right. change it. They want to use it as it is. And they would expect that everything works uh, with WordPress. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of data to suggest like people never, most people don't turn off the defaults. You know, you need to kind of guide people towards smart defaults. And if, if and when, I guess, WordPress ships Gutenberg, people, most people will not turn it off or most people will not install yeah. un-Gutenberg eyes or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So many people have built their sites on, on advanced custom fields have done that. I, I mean, even the level of effort for shop talk, which probably has, I don't know, Chris, a dozen fields, you know, like migrating this to, to Gutenberg eyes it. Um, that seems like a lot of work and effort and I'm not even sure it would be super worth it. Um, so I'm, I guess, how do you see that playing out for most developers or, um, I don't know if yeah, it'll affect yeah, Shop Talk Show because we we don't even have the we like to have turned off the, the 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 default like description thing. We don't even use it, and you think that's the thing that that turns into like the Gutenberg editor, right? Mm-hmm. All, all when you do a new post on uh, or a, we add a new podcast, it's all it's a hundred percent ACF fields at this point. So I'm not, I don't know. I think Gutenberg might just ignore this page or something. I don't know. I don't know what the heck is going to happen. I think it's that unknown. It's a little bit scary. So I have a site um, that I spun up when I p- put the Gutenberg plugin in it because I was just like, oh, this is a greenfield site. So I might as well just get on board with this Gutenberg thing right away. And I kind of like it. I kind of like authoring stuff in it, but it's, it's a blog and it's a very like garden variety blog. So it, of course it's fine, you know? I'm not trying to do anything fancy with it. But at the same time, I, when I use Gutenberg, I'm not like, this doesn't, this, it's cool, but it doesn't replace anything. It certainly doesn't. If people are out there like, why would I need ACF anymore because Gutenberg? To me, they're, they're totally unrelated. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. And they really are related. Um, custom fields have never tried to compete with the post underscore content that's uh, for us uh, at ACF, like post underscore content is a field. Uh, so is the post title. Um, they're all really crucial elements of a post and they're all needed. They all play their role in any kind of custom designed website. There is no way that the post content can handle the entire page. I mean, the templates that are being designed are so custom and so customized that, you know, you need a page builder. And uh, luckily, we have some amazing page builders now. We have custom fields uh, if you want to do it that way as well. Um, the Gutenberg, I don't see Gutenberg replacing custom fields. I don't see it replacing page builders. I, 
it definitely still is just a great upgrade for the post content, which is a small box within uh, kind of within the large page. If you think about it, there's so much else going on on a really highly designed website page. It's the blocks um, are just nice, but I wouldn't even trust it to mm-hmm. do like, for example, columns. Like the, uh, as soon as you're in column line, you're like, no, that depends on like an HTML structure that I would prefer that my my th- my template does. I'd rather have three fields in my ACF or whatever, and then I dump those three fields into an HTML structure, my theme that I can count on for those columns. I don't think I want a block getting into that territory, you know, but I want my, I I do want interesting blocks. I think that's cool. I like that it's a little, I can embed a tweet that way and I can, I don't know, developers can get creative with the blocks that they offer, but it's still just like a vertical stack of blocks. It's still just post underscore content, you know? So it's, it's Gutenberg is more replacing the WYSIWYG toolbar and short codes more so than it is replacing like, uh, basically structured data is kind of what yeah, we're discussing. That's a very good way to put it, I think. Yeah. These are all really good concerns. And I mean, Gutenberg, I really want this new editor to succeed because the WYSIWYG editor, although it's kind of, you know, tried and tested and trusted, it's it's super boring and it's bloated and it's slow. And to be honest, I actually write stuff in Markdown in a md file these days because logging into wordpress and editing through that old tiny mice editor it's just not a nice experience <laughs> it, like it needs to get dumber or smarter like yeah, just exactly. a wordpress yeah. editor is great or it should be all fancy like dropbox paper uh, yeah, yeah i either need ia writer or i need uh, yeah. some brilliant react app that yeah. microsoft word yeah <laughs> so uh, there's definitely they need to change something they are changing it this is really good I just, I think my big concern, I think the concern that a lot of developers share is that the scope of the project is too big. And so the fact that Gutenberg replaces the post content, that's great. But for some reason, it's taken over the entire edit screen and they've got future plans for taking over the widgets and and menu items. And I mean, they've obviously got a bigger picture and that is fantastic, but the way it's being implemented is quite aggressive in changing the entire edit page to be JavaScript, to changing the entire HTML markup of that page at the same time, that's yeah. a like so maybe yeah, it could have really been just scoped change. down to one smaller piece that works it nicely and not been, mess with everything else around it. I would have just loved it if they left the admin screen as it was and just put Gutenberg right on top of where the post content editor was and just, you know, brightened up the CSS, just revamped the whole admin CSS to kind of match this new Gutenberg style, which looks wicked, all for it. Um, but yeah, just the way they've taken it over completely in just this one area is, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's the most convenient way for, for us to My biggest it. worry is legacy stuff. Like, there's no way it's going to... Maybe it will. I'd love to be wrong about this, but CSS Tricks has th- you know tens of thousands of posts and pages and custom stuff all over it, and to 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 trust that it's going to take what's currently saved in post underscore content in the database and like block eyes all that nicely. Like every time I open one up, I imagine it's going to go through some conversion process to block eyes the stuff in there, and I'm like. Mm. 
you better not screw this up, you know, like, and you're totally gonna, cause it's just too HTML-y in how I do things, you know, like I write about code, so I have pre-code blocks in there, but there's not really like a great code block. And even if there is, then if there becomes one that somebody writes a nice, like, syntax highlighty block thing in Gutenberg like is the is the thing that converts old content into into new blocks going to like sense my html and blockize it properly and like i just have trust issues with that so i think on legacy sites i'm probably going to be too afraid of gutenberg and i probably will install plugins to turn it off uh, but on Greenfield stuff, I can't wait to use it. I'm like you, I very much hope this succeeds. I think this is the right direction for an editor to go in. I just worry about the billions of legacy sites out there that it won't get right. But does WordPress need to shake it up? You know, you got you got Squarespace and Wix and all these rich editor kind of feeling, you know, feeling apps, you know. Uh, and the user doesn't care yeah, heck yeah, they need ultimately, to maybe the other than price, but like, WordPress has to shake it up, right? Yeah, it does. No, seriously, it's like we're due. They know it. You know, they've been working on this um, for quite some time. They know that uh, this is kind of one area that's holding them back. And, I mean, hey, websites are about content, you know, and it's kind of nice that we're putting content back as, you know, the main focus, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that the WordPress, what are 4.8 or what are we on? 4.9? It's really close um, to 5.9, 9, 7. 7. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, that UI is very, very similar to WordPress 3.0, you know, mm-hmm. or it even has like, like DNA from the 2.0 series. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, what works works. So they should probably not change it too much, but um, I definitely think they need a, a big shakeup. Isn't it complicated for- how, like, how uh, we just learned this from from Michael about how, like, automatic and WordPress.org are like not the same at all. Like, they're not, they're like different things. They're different companies that don't that that share some stuff, but definitely not other stuff. So when you what's the what's the WordPress.com like editor thing, Calypso or whatever? That's like mm-hmm. that's like t- their thing. It has nothing to do with WordPress.org, really. I always kind of just assumed like, oh, WordPress.com, look at this crazy Calypso editor. This will almost surely make it into WordPress.org. And that is somewhat unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, I don't I'm yeah, I don't know. I, I You ever use that editor? The, if you're if you think if you think Gutenberg is weird, the, the Calypso <laughs> editor is its own whole beast that probably people don't see very often that run their own uh that run self install sites, you know? Hmm. I don't know. And you know you can install plugins on WordPress.com? I, did, has any, does anybody ever try to install ACF on WordPress.com? Was- I was really surprised to hear that on a previous episode because I had no idea that you could install plugins. I thought .com was like very uh, kind of strict and and just just the core kind of WordPress. So you don't get uh, any experience. support tickets about it, obviously, then, huh? I haven't, but am I? Uh, are people going to start emailing me now? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's edit this bit out. Um, <laughs> here i'm in i'm in my uh wordpress i'm gonna install advanced custom fields just, we'll just see just, what yeah do it. Bad, I guess. Try do it live. Now, actually that's that's kind of one thing is don't vomit when you do install the free version of acf because unfortunately 
The free version is very outdated compared to ACF Pro, which is what I've been working on for the past three years. And so you can imagine over three years, a lot has changed stylistically in functionality. Oh, I didn't realize they were that different. They're, they're, quite they're, different. they're so different. So the free version is stuck back on version 4.4 and the, the Pro is up to 5.7 now. So um, there's been a lot of work. So version 5 is so much far ahead. And this year is when I will release version 5 onto the, onto the free repository. It's been a super slow process. You know, I'm kind of responsible for that. It got a little bit sidetracked just working on a fun, uh, you know, clean uh, environment. But now that there's so many people using Pro, it kind of almost outweighs the free. So it should be quite easy to roll out the free and it, it's all compatible, et cetera, all that good stuff. I think. That's business smarts to take care of the people who pay you money first. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it'll just yeah. be cool to like get back to kind of the roots of what ACF is. It's just, it, it is meant to be a free plugin, and it'll be cool to have all that new functionality for, for all the people who are waiting for it. I, I hate to uncover drama in Go because my uh, my babysitter is showing up, and so I got to leave for a date. But um, this... Uh, I'm in, I'm in wordpress.com. I in, I'm going to install advanced custom fields, but what? I can't install it. You know why? Because I have to upgrade to the business plan, which is $25 a month. Oh, yeah. We Ooh. knew that, though. You can't install plugins without being on the pro plan at wordpress.com, right? That would be. I think that's a, it's just an upgrade trigger for them. That's a pretty mm-hmm. steep price just to tr- just to try it out. But we'll see how deep the shop talk show oh. coffers are. Okay. Maybe we'll cough up for it. Just to try it out. <laughs> hmm. 20, uh, this is investigative journalism. I'm going to, we should probably wrap it up. I, I hope that's okay. But uh, thank you, Elliot, for coming on the show. Uh, for people who aren't following you and giving you money, how can they do that? <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on the show. If people want to follow me, um, I'm on Twitter. My personal handle is just at Elliot Condon. And the, the ACF Twitter handle is WP underscore ACF. Um, check out the advanced custom fields website, have a look at our pro version. Um, there's some amazing features in this, uh, check out the documentation, have a look, uh, test the, the free version as well. See what you like. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it can help, uh, if not already, uh, help you build some, some wicked, uh, websites. Well, thank you. And thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I, I, it's like 2 a.m. where you're at. So <laughs> we really appreciate that. And, um, and, uh, and thanks, you know, I mean, I built dozens of sites with advanced custom fields. So it's really helped me out and, and got me out of a lot of content jams. So I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcatcher choice. Be sure to start heart favorite up. That's how people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Shop Talk Show for tens of tweets a month. And uh, if you hate your job, head to shoptalkshow.com slash jobs because people want to hire people like you. And Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Oh, shopdogshow.com. <laughs>